0: Welcome to The Advantage, I am Jeremy Van Collard, I'm your host, and thank you for joining me this week. This week we are talking about relationship marketing. Relationship marketing is the art of keeping in touch with your sphere of influence, your past clients, potential clients, leads, in order to build and strengthen your relationships with them over time. This is commonly referred to in this industry, real estate, as the repeat and referral And a lot of people don't really understand how to work their repeat and referral correctly, especially if you're a new agent. So this podcast aims to kind of clarify a little bit of that for you. So to start, relationship marketing or repeat and referral is a super low cost way to build your business up. It's something that should be the foundation of every real estate business anywhere plain and simple, because it's high leverage and it's exponential. You can get away with spending very little and getting extraordinary results from your repeat and referral business. And what happens over time is as your repeat and referral business grows, your relationship marketing system is in play, more people join your sphere of influence and thus more people are working with you and your relationship marketing system and your business is growing exponentially over time. So at first, the repeat and referral Bit of this business might seem slow. However, over time, it multiplies in an exponential nature. So this is something that you really really want to pay attention to in your real estate business. Relationship marketing leads to a much better experience for everybody that's involved. That's you, your clients, your staff, anybody that's really involved in the real estate transaction, it's a better experience for them. And why? It's because trust is built in to the leads that come from your sphere of influence. If you've been working your relationship marketing system correctly, trust is already built in. That means that the people that come to you, raise their hand from your sphere of influence, they already trust you. You don't need to prove anything to them. There's no proving your value. They already get it. They know that you're a real estate agent that knows what they're doing. So the transactions happen to be pretty easy, pretty straightforward. Whereas if you're generating cold leads, let's say on Facebook or Instagram, or if you're generating through PPC or whatever, the first step is that you have to have a conversation with them. And in that conversation, try to prove to them that you know what you're talking about. And then even still, When you're granted the opportunity to show up at a property and either show it to them or a listing appointment or whatever, you still have to prove your value to them. That's why converting cold leads is difficult. However, with your relationship marketing system, that trust is already built in. So it's actually quite easy to convert one. They just usually raise their hand, say, I need to buy a house. I'm working with you. There's not no question. There's no interview. There's nothing. And if there is, it's really, really simple. It's basically sitting down and them asking questions. What happens? How does this all work? So if it's done right, you're basically working with your friends and Nothing is better than working with your friends. Relationship marketing takes time and it takes patience, but again, it's exponential. So it's worth putting in the time and it's worth having the patience for a relationship marketing system. Now, one word of caution before we get into exactly how this is all done is that relationship marketing is an interesting thing because not one size fits all. What works for one person in their relationship marketing system might not work for you. So relationship marketing is a highly personal thing, and you have to take the time to explore exactly what works for you, what's authentic for you, and how that resonates with your sphere of influence or your audience. So again, no one-size-fits-all option here. Plain and simple. So step one, just like every other step one ever, is research. You have to research your audience. You have to research yourself. You need to document the likes and dislikes of your audience in your CRM. When you're working with people or, you know, even if you're on social media and you're looking at their pages, if you see things that they like or dislike, note them in your CRM. If it exists in your CRM, it gives you the leverage to really run the relationship marketing system to the best of your ability because you will have an idea of what your clients or your sphere of influence likes and doesn't like. Another good way to get the likes and dislikes from people is to listen. When you're at showings, listen, listen to what they're saying. Don't just wait for the next opportunity for you to talk. Listen to what they're saying. Do you overhear things? Do you hear them make notes about things? Hey, this would be a great place for my wine fridge. Boom, likes wine. The next uh, step in part one here is that you actually have to decide on how you're gonna communicate with these people. And just to give you a very quick overview of how the relationship marketing system works, it is a system that you follow, that you touch. Your clients, and by touch, I don't mean in a creepy way. I mean you're going to touch them through various means, emails, text messages, in-person, gifts. You have to decide what are you going to do throughout the year in order to make contact with your sphere of influence. Some people choose Popeyes. That's gifting. That's where you just show up randomly with something and give them something. I personally don't like Popeyes. I'm not a Popeye kind of guy. When I tried to do Popeyes in the very beginning, it came off as inauthentic and people were kind of weirded out by it and understandably so, right? Uh, You can choose to do events, events are a great way to do this. Um, You could do dinner drinks where you meet up with your sphere of influence once in a while. You can either do a group dinner or you can do one-on-one dinners. Uh, You can also do one-on-ones, coffees, beers, drinks, whatever. Next, you're gonna have to decide how often you're gonna keep in touch. 50 times? Quarterly, monthly, semi-annually or annually? I don't think those two would work. Sort of the industry standard I would say is probably somewhere between 30 and 50 times per year. And I know that it sounds like a lot, but honestly it's not. It starts to add up really quickly. When you start looking at all of the things you're gonna do, they add up quick. So let's say you were to decide one of your marketing activities and your relationship marketing system was to send a newsletter once every single month. That's 12 touches right there. 12 touches off your 50, done. Now there's one thing you wanna keep in mind. There's a difference between being face to face, like in their face, And covert. For instance, if you decided, hey, I'm gonna do 50 touches per year, and you decided those touches were all in person, be pretty overwhelming and kind of weird. You have to do a mix, is what I'm saying. You have to do a mix of in person, face to face events where you're actually communicating directly one on one with somebody. And then you have to also mix in some covert touches, for instance, newsletters. That's something where people don't feel like you're delivering it to just them but they're still seeing you. So now that you've decided on all of the different things you're gonna do in your relationship marketing system and you've also decided on a cadence or how often you're gonna communicate with people, you wanna organize all of those touch points into two categories. Category one is one-on-one. Category two is group. Now if you were to choose something like Popeyes, you might be confused. Is this one-on-one or is it group? You're going to do Popeyes for the entire group to save time, right? You're not just going to do one person and then next month do another person. You'll likely do them in batches, which makes it a group activity. Even though it's one-on-one when you show up to the door, it's still a group activity. One-on-one would be I'm going out to dinner with Fred and only Fred, that's a one-on-one activity. Or it's Julia's birthday and I have to send a text to Julia. That's a one-on-one activity. That's what I mean. Break them up into those two categories. So now that we've segmented all of our touch points out into the two groups, which is either group or one-to-one, you're now gonna map them out in project planning software or a calendar if you don't wanna use project planning software, I don't know why. You're gonna basically map them out over the year. And that's step two of this entire system. It's systemize. We have to systemize this whole thing so you have something to review and follow every single day of your life so you never miss a beat because consistency is key. So how do you systemize your relationship marketing system? you have to use two pieces of software. The first is a project planning software, and then the second is a CRM. You're gonna use those two pieces of software, project planning and CRM, and you're gonna use things within those two pieces of software, like smart plans, reminders, etc., in order to keep you on track. So I use my project planning software, I actually use monday.com, to develop the subsystems for this system. You have one big system, that's the relationship marketing system. Within that system, you need different little systems that all work together to feed the big system. I develop the subsystems in there for group actions. So remember in the previous step, we had group actions and we had one-to-one actions. Project planning software is what I use to make sure I stay on top of all of the group actions. In my business, newsletters is one of the group actions, and I have an entire system that tells me the exact steps I need to take in order to get the newsletter out every single week. I also have a group system in monday.com That is responsible for telling me, hey, it's this holiday. Reach out to everybody and wish them, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, whatever it is. So those are a few different systems I use in Monday.com to make sure that I'm staying on top of all my group activities. That's one to many. So anything where it's me to everyone, that happens in Monday.com. That happens in the project planning software. Everything that's one to one happens in the CRM. So I use the CRM to develop the subsystems for all the one-to-one actions. For instance, I use smart plans or automations to remind me When it's someone's birthday, hey, it's someone's birthday, reach out to them, send a text, or call them. That's a subsystem to the relationship marketing system. A few other subsystems are, hey, it's like the anniversary of when they purchased their home. It just sends you a reminder, tells you to check in with them. Or, hey, it's been 30 days after they purchased their home. Check in with them. Another CRM system that I use is called the VIP system. So this is when somebody sends me a referral... I turn the VIP system on for that person, and then the system tells me to do certain things for that person to show my gratitude for the referral. The goal with creating your relationship marketing system between the CRM and the project planning software is to take as much of the guesswork out as possible. You wanna have everything mapped out and you wanna have as much automation happening as you can possibly stand to make sure that you are staying on track. Because really, for this thing to work, you have to stay on track. And that brings us to step three, that's fulfillment and customization. And how do we fulfill the things that we have systemized now? How do we make sure that we stay on top of it? And how do we make sure that it's really impactful? So I wanna preface this section with, if you're sending out generic stuff and you're just kind of blanketing your sphere of influence, you can expect generic results. You have to customize your offerings in the relationship marketing system because it makes a bigger impact. I wanna tell you a story about how this worked in my actual business so i have a past client he was one of my first clients every christmas i send out wine to all my sphere of influence past clients current clients everybody i send it to their house right well things are wrapping up at work and we're getting ready to roll into the holiday so they can have that first bottle of wine to celebrate its holiday time i also track every time anybody responds to me and says hey thanks for the wine hey thanks for the wine i like to make sure that I'm understanding what's happening in my business. I like to understand what people like. I want to make sure that I'm hitting the mark. And every single year for the first two years, I noticed I didn't get a response from this guy. And I was like, "Hmm, that's weird. How come I'm not getting a response from him? The next time I was out at lunch with him, we started talking and I think we were talking about the drinks we ordered or something like that. He's like, yeah, I I don't really like wine. I'm not really a wine guy. And I was like, hmm, there we go. I made a mental note of it. And then we kept talking and then he started to tell me what he does like. Made a mental note of it. When I left, got home to the office, made note. Put it in my CRM. Year rolls by or half a year or however many months it is. I don't know. And it's time to do my deliveries again. So I get all of the wine for all the people who like wine. And then I see the note. I go, oh, he doesn't like wine. I'm not sending him. There's no way I'm sending this guy wine. He doesn't like wine. So I go and get him what he told me that he liked. And the thing that he liked rather than wine, you can't really get at the liquor store. It's a bit of a specialty item. I got it. And then I packed that up and I got it delivered to his house. And I'm telling you, the second he opened that package, I got a phone call. It didn't cost me any more than the wine did. It didn't really take me that much more effort to get it. But the impact that it made was huge compared to him getting a bottle of wine that he doesn't like. Why? Some thought was put into the thing. And that's why we keep notes and that's why you customize. Because that had a much bigger impact. He called me and he was blown away. He's like, how did you know that I like this so much? And tell him it's because I took a note seven months ago or whatever. But I did. And it really, really made a major, major impact. And that's why you have to customize your offerings. Pay attention when you're talking to these people. Now, if you opt to use the pre-made stuff and blanket everybody because you don't want to listen to me or whatever, or you figure that you don't have the time or something like that which is BS, by the way, I'm calling it right now. Everybody has the time to do this. At least sign the cards. So if you decide that you're going to use the pre-made stuff, at least sign your cards at the very least. On to step four, iterate and change. So you've run your relationship marketing system. It's working for you. You've sent out, you've done your touch points, you've done your events, you've done your cards, you've done your calls, you've done your texts. Make notes. What's working? What didn't? In my story that I told, I said I made a note. Why? Because something wasn't working and I knew that it wasn't working and there had to be a reason why it wasn't working. And sure enough, I uncovered it. I made notes, changed it, and made it more impactful. Every single year, you're going to change your entire plan. You're not just going to do the same thing year over year because that's boring. It doesn't make sense to do that year over year. I mean, there are certain things that can stay the same. Like if you're doing holiday drop-offs, that can be holiday drop-offs every year. Or a text on New Year's, that doesn't change. But you should be changing the things inside of the plan every single year. So it's exciting and new and not just the same thing again. Also, every single email, text, change them every single year. If you opt to do automatic emails and texts, please change them once a year. I don't do automatic emails and texts. If it's someone's birthday... I pick my phone up and I text them. I don't rely on automation to do that stuff because it's not personal. And when it's not personal, it doesn't work the same. And last, you have to stay consistent. This needs to happen every year, and you have to be consistent with it. And for a bonus step, I want you to include the asks. What I mean by this is that you're going to strategically implement touch points that allow you to ask your sphere of influence for referrals. You could do this in a quarterly newsletter or email, for instance, like the spring market is coming. If you know anybody looking to buy or sell real estate, send them my way because I'm going to be better for them than anybody else in the entire world. You could do it on the phone or in person through text. You could do it during or after a transaction. Just remember to ask for the business and don't ask for a referral directly. You've got to frame this correctly. You know that thing that you see in every realtor's uh, signature? The greatest compliment is your referrals. I'm never too busy for your referrals. It's a little cringy. You want to frame this correctly when you're talking to your people. I work by private recommendation, so if you hear of anybody that needs an agent, please connect me with them so they get the same great care that I gave you. You see, that's asking for a referral, but it's framed differently. It sounds much more professional. And it gets a better response than, I'm never too busy for your referrals. So to summarize, step one to building your relationship marketing system is to plan and keep detailed notes constantly. And you wanna do that all the time. That's something that you don't stop doing. You just keep doing it. Next, you're gonna take that plan, you're gonna take your planning and you're gonna systemize it. And then you're gonna fulfill and customize your plan and then you're gonna iterate and change it over time. And last but certainly not least is that you wanna build in your ask to your plans. Thank you very much for listening this week. If you found any value in this, please make sure that you subscribe to the podcast or you subscribe to the YouTube channel and I'll see you next week.